0: All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I am here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. And today it's just us on this rainy Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day. Uh, Pastor Todd finally uh, closed on his house. I know the family's in. They're really excited about that. So they're kind of working on that today. I think he'll be back here next week for the podcast uh, but he did tell me though he was like oh man opening all these boxes kind of feels like Christmas like what's inside the box yeah. like I was like well as per our conversation last week put on some Christmas music <laughs> he was like nice try mm-hmm. <laughs> nah man it's not time <laughs> and
1: that's weird though like wait so he doesn't know what's in the box I,
0: I, I don't know I mean
1: that's <laughs> what he said I thought well, you were supposed to label your boxes yeah you know <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know I mean I just I don't know maybe you label them you say oh man kitchen stuff you know but i guess but i guess you know what though it was such a whirlwind for them yeah probably was like yo just put it in a box let's go like we'll find you know it. Like, we'll find and it you, you we'll figure it out once we get our own spot you know we'll figure that out which is completely understandable like sometimes you just be like you know what throw it in a box let's go like yeah yeah i don't know that's how we sometimes are too like with our kids they're like we don't my stuff is i just I just put everything in the box <laughs> yeah. we'll leave and then you know we'll figure it out when we get where we're going. So yeah,
0: I I feel like we had a couple boxes that were like uh, this could be in one of like four boxes. I'm mm. not sure where, but yeah, yeah you yeah. know. So uh yeah, we had fun yesterday too. Rebecca's family came over for uh well they call it Oktoberfest, but it started a couple years ago. Rebecca's birthday is the end of October, but so is her mom's birthday, her dad's birthday. Oh, it's today actually. Um, my her sister's birthday, birthday is December. like They're, they're like whole families like, right around this time. So uh, I was like one year. She loves this German food called riladon. I don't know if you've had it. It's like beef and bacon rolled up, like cooked. Okay. It's, it's really good. All right. So her, her mom came down, like made it, brought all the food. And then like now it's actually just every year. It's like Oktoberfest. Right. <laughs> like, Oktoberfest
1: it is. So it was pretty fun nice. yesterday. Celebrations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good time. Cool. But, uh, let's spend some time. Let's talk a little bit about the sermon. Um, yesterday, what pastor Jeff talked about, uh, we're in the series called out of the shallows and this was week two. And I really thought it was a great sermon. I think, uh, you know, definitely hit you a little bit, but it was graciously done. I feel like pastor Jeff just kind of talked about the passage and really just spoke for itself, you know? Um, and so he read from Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, and it's kind of like the famous words, I guess, of the writer saying, I want to go deeper. I want to teach you more things, but you're not ready. Right. It's just milk. You need milk instead of solid food, but you should be a teacher by now. So Pastor Jeff talked about, we're talking about out of the shallows, emerging from the shallows of spiritual infancy. And he talked about the symptoms of spiritual infancy. And again, it was really good. It really... I don't know I feel like a few of these really you know hit me um, so let's talk about them you know the first one was signs of spiritual infancy slow to learn or dull of hearing and that's what the Hebrews writer said all these points are what the Hebrews writer said I, uh, he, it's he, he was almost saying like I want to teach you more but this has nothing to do with me it has to do with you you won't hear hmm. you won't listen and Pastor Jeff asked, you know, could this be true of us? Could this be true of me? What could be blocking me? What could be some of those things? And I guess that maybe would be my first question, if you have thoughts. You know, I think, yes, the answer would be, yes, it can, it, it can be true or is true. So what are some of those things, I guess? Why, why can we be dull of hearing, slow to learn?
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing that comes to my mind about this idea um, is you know when it says could this be true of us or you know could this be true of me the answer is yeah and I think the thing that makes it sometimes turns it into um, you know something that's like oh this could be blocking me is familiarity you know you can become familiar with Christian language Christian culture Christianese if, if you will um, and you become dull you become dull to the truths of Scripture the truths of the gospel um, you can become so familiar, you think to yourself, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, you know, um, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you don't got it, it's like one of those things, it's like, you know, you've probably ridden a bike your whole life, you know, as a kid, growing up, as a teenager, you know, and then as an adult, you get on the bike, and you're like, yeah, 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 I got it, but, you know, if you're not paying attention, or if you're not, whatever, it's, you can, you can hurt yourself, or whatever, you, you know, the other day, Corbin, <clears throat> he has a skateboard, uh, that he was, that he's some kid in the neighborhood gifted. Our neighborhood is weird. There's like a couple, we call them neighborhood toys. There's like neighborhood um, Razor scooters, neighborhood bikes, neighborhood skateboards. And one of these skateboards, um, they kind of all share. Oh, okay. And so Corbin has been kind of like skating. He's been skateboarding, you know. And back in the day, way, way back in the day, I used to mess around with skateboarding and used to hit a Ollie every now and then, but not so much now. Not so much now. Um don't have don't have the agility uh, that I used to. Uh and so he was on it and I grabbed I grabbed it or, you know, he was like, Dad, you wanna give it a try? I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. So I'm holding it and tahani looks at me she's like you know how to skateboard now i'm upset because i'm like hold up you know what i mean i've been living life like i've yeah i know how to skateboard she's like i've never seen you skateboard you don't know how to skateboard so i'm offended and annoyed and so i decided like, yeah because i'm raising you yeah that's why you haven't seen that nah, right <laughs> um but i decided all right cool i'm gonna hop on here now this is Uh, clearly you know this is a mistake because i am not built the same way that i was when i was in college so like i'm thinking to myself yeah no this is just like easy peasy and the minute i try to step on it it like goes from underneath me oh and tahani's like yep just like i thought so like (laughs) i'm like annoyed but eventually i did i hopped on it and you know skated down down the um the parking lot and she was like wow like that's crazy i didn't know like but but for sure, I you know, becoming familiar, like in my mind, I'm familiar with a skateboard. I know what I'm doing until I have a misstep, and then I have a misstep, and it could, you know, that could have cost me. I could have busted my behind. Mm. You know, my pride was already wounded that my daughter didn't believe in me, so, you know, <laughs> I could have wounded wounded my elbow, wounded my brain, whatever, you know, but- I think sometimes familiarity can be the thing that's blocking us from learning something new. So what did I learn new about skateboarding is that I should leave it in the past. You know, it shouldn't be (laughs) something, uh, that I pick back up. But, um, in, in regards to scripture, you know, like if we aren't always learning and growing, um, with the word of God, it it can be problematic. I, I have a friend who, um, once told me there's a passage of scripture that talks about the word of God is living and active. It's also in Hebrews. It talks about the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And when he would talk about that passage of scripture, he would talk about the word. He would say, you know, the word of God is, is a blade that can be used. And depending on how it's used, you know, it depends on what kind of damage you can do, you know. So sometimes you know, the word of God is like a sword. And then sometimes the word of God is like a scalpel and, you know, the scalpel in the hands of a doctor can be just as deadly as a sword in the hands of a warrior, Mm -hmm. but it's all about how you use it. Right. And so like in regards to having conversation with people, you can use the sword, you know, and cut people down, or you could use the scalpel and perform surgery, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes, you know, if we're not growing in the word of God, you know, um, it could be, problematic and damaging to the people around us and even to ourselves. So, yeah. I would say if there is anything that could be true is that sometimes familiarity allows us
0: to become slow to learn or dull of hearing. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point and a great story illustration that you share and I mean, I've heard I think I said this once before but um NT Wright is a New Testament scholar and he actually recommends for this reason Switching what translation you're reading in, like, oh, every two years or so, <laughs> which I think is true because, like, I have my NASB. It's kind of like my Bible I've had now. Um, and I like it because it's familiar. I know where things are, mm-hmm. so I could flip to it really easy. But at the same time, when I'm reading through stuff, a lot of times it's, like, not registering because I've just read it a bunch of times. And it's a little more, they say wooden, like, the language mm-hmm. is less readable. So... Um, I did pick up an NLT. I was reading through that for a while. Like, right now I'm kind of back my NASB. But, like, that's a good rule of thumb that he had said, N.T. Wright, like, hey, be switching it up um, because it's going to help you. You know, it's gonna you're going to allow it to continue to speak to you. Um, and, you know, I thought something that I thought Pastor Jeff said was really good. You know, he said, when nothing that is said impacts our lives, that's a dangerous place to be. And um, I just thought that was really good because I was like, I think... I don't know how you feel, but I feel that sometimes that is the case for me, that I am reading the Bible or I'm in church and I'm not moved. Like, I, I don't feel the need to change anything. Like, you know, nothing spoke to me unless it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. God, God, you know, he's still, he still loves me, I guess, or whatever. Like, it, there's, there's no impact. And um, I think of what you said a couple months ago when you preached outside. Saying how the Bible doesn't fit any ideology. Um, and I just think about like, right, the Bible it, it should be messing with me at, at least consistently, if if not every day. I mean, at least on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It should be causing me to shift a little bit, right? Like like I so I I thought that was a really good point that he said. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think um nothing that he said impacts our lives it can be a dangerous place. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I I think I understand that sentiment, and I think my first thought is too. Also, like, what happens if I do walk away from a message, and there's nothing that kind of like moved me? Is that bad? Like, am I, you know, like okay? So, I I think that there is a difference though between. Because I think sometimes too, like people can be so emotional that they're moved by everything, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I think there is some sort of a balance in regards to reading a passage of scripture and, and being reminded, you know, Mm -hmm. um, does that mean that you were moved? I don't know if you were moved, but you maybe were, you know, reminded or encouraged. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Or, you know, to, to come back and say, yeah, this is true. You know, like, um, but I think if you're, like me you know like then i don't you know that might be a yeah i would say that's probably problematic if you kind of just were like me
0: yeah and and right right no you don't have to every sunday be emotionally moved by the sermon but if you go you know what it's been four sundays in a row nothing that i heard on the stage Mm. really applied to me yeah and wherever you're at in your bible reading i can't remember the last time it kind of got to me like Oh, I should make a change or wow, that's really true. Or, you know, you combine that. And I went to small group and, you know, I knew all those answers already. Like everyone already said, like, I knew that I didn't need Mm -hmm. this group for that. If that's where you're at. And like I said, you three, four couple weeks go by and you're like in that place everywhere. Maybe that's where. You know, we say, okay, maybe am I paying attention? Am I allowing God to speak to me? Am I coming with that expectation? And maybe that's the adjustment there, right? Not every time, not every small group, my my mind's going to be blown, Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because
1: I think, too, sometimes this is the part, too, where I think, and Pastor Jeff has mentioned before, where sometimes culture um, affects the way that we, like culture affects sometimes the way that we grow pastor jeff has said multiple times you know um consumer based you know uh faith or consumer based society of of uh, because we live in a consumer based society sometimes we bring a consumer based type of approach to faith and versus a contributor you know contributors oh, okay, yeah. understand the process sometimes it's slow and it's steady um it's not always like grandiose, you know, or like emotional, like he'll, you know, he brings up later. Um, I think of just, I don't know, maybe the thing I think about is like a farmer. You know, a farmer understands, oh, there's seasons, understands that like, you know, a crop is gonna grow at a certain rate and a certain pace. Um, and you kind of have to be like, all right, you know, you know, maybe you don't see, you, you don't, you know, the, the, the top of the soil is brown for a little bit, but then you see the little, uh, I'm sorry, that sound effect was weird, but like you see the you know, the little blade of whatever the crop is starting to poke its head out the top, and then you're like, oh, there's growth. Yeah, but you know, I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't think I'm putting it together. But I guess what I'm trying to say is just because your growth is slow and steady doesn't mean that you should all of a sudden think that you're not growing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like he said that at the end, we um, in first service in both services we did an altar call and at the end of the altar call he said you know i want to encourage you um you know do something that you'll develop consistency you may want to really increase it man i really want to take these leaps with god and i thought about like even like in a marriage right if like you need to improve in this area you don't like spend you know 500 dollars on gifts and Then say, like, I really tried hard today and Mm. and now it's all fixed. Like, no, do something that's going to develop consistency. And I thought that was good. So, like, to your point, I think that's totally right. And yeah, and that's why it can be okay if I'm in a sermon, in a group, read read the Bible today. I can't say, like, I felt anything this time but i'm i'm developing that consistency mm. so god will continue to speak mm. to me and yeah and i think me. it's important to have the heart to heat to hear to yes. grow yes yes if your
1: heart is closed off to growing then yeah i think you definitely have a like if you've he says it too um you know i've heard everything so like there's nothing that can mm-hmm. you know if you're this stone mountain that's like i can't i can't be moved yeah that might be that's problematic yeah i would say that that's probably not where you want to be
0: yeah, and I I wanted to see about that. You know, he said signs of of infancy hearing right. Uh, if it's exciting, if it's a, if it's loud and emotional, then oh, you got the anointing, bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's said seriously, well, that wasn't that exciting. It didn't impact me. Mm. Or yeah, I've heard everything in the Bible already. I, I know the story of David and Goliath. Heard it. Moses parting the water. Got it. Jesus cross loves me. Got it. Like I've heard everything in the Bible. Um, or he even said too, like zero retention ability. Yeah. I, I said, amen during the sermon and Monday morning woke up and it's like, I didn't even, there wasn't even a sermon. So, you know, I I thought those points were good. I I was going to ask like, Oh, so what are the opposites of those? But I'm like, I think they're kind of clear. But, um, I know we were talking before this, like maybe there's a, Element to balance it out, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would say that there's an element to balancing it out, balancing it out, because um, at least for me, I think about zero retention ability. That's probably my, f- the one that I'm like, yo, my retention is trash. Like I, I just <laughs> know, I know that. Yeah. So you know, maybe there's some other somebody else whose retention is not the best, and I think it's important to understand, uh, you know, that you may learn differently than you know everyone else. You know, the way you retain things it's not the same way someone else would retain things you know um um so i think it's important to in in the setting of like because I, I just remember a couple students who just struggled with they just like pastor Maul. i can't sit there and just read it like i can't yeah. it doesn't it doesn't i don't know like and they would really think that they was there was something wrong with it like one kid was like yo am i demonically possessed i was like no like that you know like that wow. was but that was their feeling because they were like mm-hmm. I don't retain this like if it's if it's good then how come I can't take it in like yeah, how come yeah. I can't you know retain these things and well. so I think uh, uh, having an understanding of yourself is important um having an understanding you know of how you learn and how you process things is is important because the way somebody to the right of you learns is not the same way as you so i i would say to, you know, take that into effect, you know, into account when you're thinking about whether or not um yeah, whether or not you're like an infant in regards to, you know, your maturity in in the wa- in your walk with the Lord. I would say you need to maybe grow in that skill, like mm-hmm. and get better to to a degree, but I w- I would be careful not to um hunker into the idea that you're like broken um you know i mean like it's impossible for you to learn so
0: well and i I think you were saying earlier like you know we all there's different learning um not abilities but types i guess like there's kinetic which is like doing something Mm -hmm. auditory which is hearing right and actually i don't remember the statistic off the top of my head but i think it's something like when it comes to uh sermons or just like public speaking we typically retain about five percent of what's heard or or Mm -hmm. less i guess Mm -hmm. so actually yeah you don't have to beat yourself up if you go i I can't remember every point from every sunday like well you you statistically just won't Mm -hmm. but um learning maybe knowing how you personally Can grow in that ability. Yeah. And it may be disciplining reading more at home. But I mean, there's so many like videos available now. Right. So many different ways. Or again, have the Bible be read to you in the car or something. Like the point is knowing yourself. And yeah. So, so right. I don't want to be at zero retention ability because that is a sign of infancy hearing. But I'm not going to beat myself up if it means I have to work. I mean, that's what we're, that's the whole series. Out of the shallows. Shallows would say, well, I don't know. I have a tough time or. And then or, give up and, and not, right. Yeah, yeah, give up on it. Or I think what he was saying in the sermon was like, oh, yeah, like I already know. And so you you don't have to retain because you've already grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, well, no, like you can't, you don't come in a Monday pretend like there wasn't even a sermon. Like, you know, how's it impacting me today? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to ask this too, like you were saying this earlier in his second point, signs of spiritual infancy, slow to learn or dull to hear. Also, you have to be teachers instead of being taught. That was the next thing the Hebrews writer said. And you said this, Pastor Jeff said this too, uh, that we're in a consumer-oriented society. You know, what's in it for me? Um, shop to you drop. He said, we're always receiving, receiving, receiving. It's what I get, what I get, what I get. And I think he's so right. He said, that's not always a bad thing. We we want to receive. We need to learn and grow, obviously. Um but I just wanted to ask this, you know, I think maybe this could help. Like, what does the church exist for anyway? Like, we're talking about, yeah, I ought to be teachers by now. We're in this consumer-oriented society. It's about what I get from there. So if, is that, you know, I think the answer is no. The church is not about what do I get from it. So so then what is the church here for? What is the purpose? What does it exist for? What's its mission? And I don't even just mean, like, freehold. I mean, like, you know, the church globally. Um Is it here to meet my needs? Is it here to, you know, teach me doctrine? I mean, this is talking about going deeper about biblical truth, totally. But I don't know if you have thoughts. I I feel like maybe that would help clarify. What's the church here for? What are we supposed to be doing? And that may help when it comes to that consumer mentality or that um, complacency. I think I've grown. I think I've changed enough already. I think I know the answer. I'm good. I I know that story what what can help shift that if we know like yeah what what's the church here for
1: yeah i think that that helps because it just gives direction and i think uh, honestly that's the age-old question because we have like that to me that's the million dollar the billion dollar question (laughs) and the reason why i say it's the billion dollar question is because look at how many different types of churches there are it's the different types of churches are a reflection of the fact that Everybody has a different idea of what that looks like, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I think you have to kind of, um, I, I think the best way, if you're just listening to this, the best way to to know is to to lock into the vision of your local church. What's your local church's goal? You know what I mean, and uh, and you know, fall in line with that as as long as it lines up with scripture, right? Um, you know, I think that that's the goal, and I think scripture. I think scripture is kind of clear, and um in some of that. It's it you know excuse me, it's meant to uh excuse me, meant to build up disciples, you know, and mm-hmm. and send out disciples, you know. Um, I feel like that's that's the goal. Like he, Jesus made it very clear in the beginning, you know, um even as a boy, my man's in the temple, his parents are like, Yo, where you been? He's like, Yo, I've been about my father's business, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> like that's he he. Yeah. on mission like from the very beginning yeah to then say to you know his disciples you know the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost like that's why i'm here like yeah all right great and then like he's about to leave he's like great all authority in heaven on earth has been given unto me therefore go and make disciples like i feel like mm-hmm. those things are clear we see that in scripture and so the church should serve as that type of kind of like function you know yeah all right we're about we call ourselves disciples you know we tell at least we tell the students you know to be a disciple means you're a learner or a follower of this particular way of life so Mm -hmm. you call yourself a disciple you're a follower of this particular type of uh, way of life and if jesus says that this is what he was about then that's what you need to be about yeah um and so i think that is i don't know i think that that is kind of like kind of how jesus kind of like I don't know. He puts it out. Puts the yeah, gauntlet down. Out, yeah, puts the gauntlet down. And I think somebody can easily say, "Well, I think you said this in our in the beginning." Like somebody may say, "Oh, well, I'm not sure." Like you know, I'm not sure if I'm ready to be, or if if I should be a teacher, or if I should be the one like teaching people. And the irony in that is, you know, Jesus chose people who, technically failed out of being teachers. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he chose these group of guys who in Jewish culture, you know, they should have progressed to a point where it's like, all right, great, we see that you have this potential. You know, like now you're gonna follow this rabbi, you're gonna learn from him. Yeah. And eventually that mantle will be passed on to you. But these guys are kind of like doing different jobs because they did they didn't make the cut. You yeah. know, so like yeah, yeah. so Jesus takes these people who didn't make the cut and he's like, we're doing something different. You know, like this is how we're going about it. And I feel like, I don't know, multiple occasions Jesus says to his disciples, are you guys so dull? Are you guys so (laughs) slow to learn? Like multiple occasions he lets the disciples know you guys just don't get it. So, you know, you may be listening to this message and you're like, yeah, I am slow to learn. You know, like I am in spiritual infancy. Well, guess what? You're in great company because, you know, Peter, you know, ended up turning that thing around. You know what I'm saying? Like these boys ended up being leaders of this movement and God used them in incredible mighty ways, you know, uh, through the power of the Holy spirit, you know? And, um, and I think that that is even, you know, if we talk about like, you know, specifically, I guess the AG, that's something that we like kind of highlight that, you know, we are empowered through the Holy spirit, um, to, to be on mission. And so I would like to think that, um, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy spirit is, working in your life like for me personally at least this is what i do with the students if god has brought you to a saving knowledge of jesus christ you are you are already ready like because the holy spirit is at work in your life and where you start is with your testimony that to me is your greatest asset because you know it's your story and you're living it right now like it's real time and um I don't know. So I think that, you know, like I'm going I would lean into the idea that the Holy Spirit is your greatest asset because um even, you know, scripture tells us like when you step before, you know, kings and queens, you know, princes and providences, like the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. And so, you know, I guess in a in a in a way that I guess in just like a whatever just a straight direct way like when are you ready to teach whenever you allow the holy spirit to use you that's when you're ready
0: yeah yeah that's good and even what we were talking about retention and stuff right that's what jesus said that um don't worry about in the hour what to say the holy spirit will tell you what to say the holy spirit will bring to remembrance all that i've taught you and so i think of that as well Uh, you know i think sometimes one of the ways that you grow is by teaching and leading others. And so you're totally, you're so right. That's exactly it. When you're ready, when you're, uh, open to the Holy spirit using you, that's when you're ready. And that starts at, I came to God and I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't mean that we stop learning. Uh, I think maybe that's what we do sometimes is, uh, well, I need to learn a little more and then I'll, and then I'll start, you know, the other side. I'll start teaching. I'll start helping someone else. But I'm not ready for that yet. Right. And how
1: many times in Scripture do we see people who have an encounter with with Jesus and they're and they're telling people, they're like, yeah, like um, uh, a demon-possessed man. Um, gosh, what is his name? Is he named? Is he named in the Scriptures? Uh, One who had legion in him?
0: I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's th- named.
1: But Scripture says demons you know after jesus you know cast the demons out of him he went to the region was like yo let me tell you about this guy like yeah, yeah. he didn't have no like <coughs> excuse me he didn't have like this like moment that was like you know oh man like i'm ready to teach like he just knew what had happened in his life and he needed to
0: tell somebody and so um Yeah. And I feel like I've brought this up before. Like, I feel like you read the gospels and you see Jesus send the disciples out. And like, honestly, they're not a hundred percent even sure who he is at that point. So they're literally casting demons out. He gives them authority to do that. Perform miracles like many of us maybe listening, probably have not been able to participate in a miracle. And like something, you know, supernatural, somebody was healed or something. These guys are literally doing it, and then they come back, and Jesus says something to them or does something, and they're like, Who is this man? Is he the son of God? <laughs> yeah, like, they were like, Oh, so they, weren't 100% they know, were in a hundred percent ready. Shocked. They came and back like, and told
1: Jesus, like, Man, you wouldn't believe what happened. Yeah, and, yeah. And Jesus is like, mm, Try me, tell me, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and they're like, Bro, like, we really casted out demons. Oh, yeah. you don't say, like, you know, it's very, yeah, and I'm not saying that to negate you know preparation yeah i'm not saying that to negate maybe even if you feel called in the ministry yeah to step into some sort of like um formal education you know like to to kind of grow in that regards i'm not saying that what i am saying though is in our local church oftentimes people feel this sense of inadequacy yeah yeah. uh, because of who they are and i'm challenging that by saying don't focus so much about don't focus so much on yourself. Focus more on who God has already imparted into you to be able to tell your story and share the gospel.
0: Um, that's good. That's, that's good. That's my thoughts. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I want to come back to this for, for a quick moment, uh, what I was getting at with, you know, what is the mission of the church? You sat at Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Jesus says that, go and make disciples. I think of also, you know, Acts 1, 8, you're my witnesses. And, um, <clears throat> well... Just bring it up we are an assemblies of god church but i like how um this is worded this is we have um the assemblies of god has 16 fundamental truths are called and so number 10 is about the church and its mission and um the church is the body of christ the habitation of god through the spirit with divine appointments for the fulfillment of her great commission um and i like it says it's, it's this this is uh kind of the four wait what does it say here the um I guess you could just say like four, four parts, four things we should be doing uh, purposes for the church Um, to be an agency of God for evangelizing the world, to be a corporate body in which man may worship God, to be a channel of God's purpose to build a body of saints being perfected in the image of his son and to be a people who demonstrate God's love and compassion for all the world. And so I would maybe another way of saying it's just like evangelism, worship, discipleship, and compassion or ministry, maybe. So if I know that that's what the Bible says, that's what God wants the church to be doing, absolutely, discipleship is part of learning. Like, like, So part of what the church should be doing is teaching me, helping me to learn and grow as a student, as a disciple. Um, work, church is also the place where we worship God. That's why we call it a sanctuary. We come in now, and it's, we, wow, this place is dedicated to worship God. It's great. Um, but also, our church needs to be going out evangelizing making disciples being God's witnesses and then also feels connected but but kind of separately um demonstrating God's love and compassion um you know with through ministry through reaching the needs of those around us right Jesus says if you did it for the least of these you did it for me um and I think when we know that's what every church is called to and then our local church of course we we have our mission and vision and purpose. But, um, when we know that that's what our church needs to be operating in now, maybe that can help, uh, fight some of that consumer mentality of, yeah, what's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you? Yeah. You should be learning and growing and worshiping God. Mm. And also what's in it for you getting beyond yourself. And maybe that can help too when it comes to that. So, um, so let's, uh, Let's go here. You know, Pastor Jeff said symptoms of spiritual infancy: slow to learn, dull of hearing. You ought to be teachers instead of being taught. Milk over meat. Um, that's what the writer said. Is uh, again as well. You you're ready for solid food, or you should be ready for solid food, but you need milk. And he said, you know, just like we grow physically, we're growing spiritually. It's a process. Um, and he said they started drinking milk. But then they kept drinking milk, and I th- i don't remember if he asked this question or not. I but actually have a, I have a random question. Oh, okay. Is it milk or milk? Ooh. Dude, you know that people don't know that anymore. I'm just saying. People, I'm so sad. I'm just saying.
1: There's some Jersey Yeah, Some of y'all got some accents, and I've heard it. I've heard it before. Sawyer is probably the biggest Does he? He's pelo I don't know what a pillow is. A yeah, his <laughs> pillow. But a pillow, I know what a pillow is. Okay. But he you know, he was like, Oh, I forgot my
0: pillow. I'm like, What's wait, a pillow? But hold on, wait, I I guess did you know I was talking about that video, Malk. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Did no know. one knows <laughs> it. How? I, I don't How? Know. I don't know. All right, go Malk. on YouTube after this and just type in Malk. Malk. just type in M A L K and watch Malk. the video. Julian Malk. Smith. Mal. Dude, it's so funny. Malk. He's like, Yeah, Bubba, can you pass the Malk? He's like, I need I'll have milk and he's like yeah that's what i said milk he's like no milk he's like all right, all right, all right. say say milkshake milkshake yeah, oh, yeah. all right and I say milk milk i already know how that's gonna go yeah, 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 yeah. no uh, yeah i'm
1: just, no, just, just saying i've heard it that's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah you're ready for milk but you're still drinking milk milk <laughs> 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 uh-huh. ready to teach you the more mature things yeah uh, no, no. So I thought of this though, like, it, I, I can't remember if Pastor Jeff actually said it or if it was just a question in my head, but like, oh yeah, what would happen if you continued to only drink milk? And I mean, not in the physical way, but like of spiritually speaking, I thought of, um, you know, the parable of the sower. And I shared this in the altar call we did in the second service. I just kind of felt like it made sense. It just talked about how the soil that falls on the rocky, uh, sorry, the seed that falls on the rocky soil, um, immediately receives a word with joy, but there's no firm root, and so an affliction or persecution of the word comes. There, uh, they fall away, and I was like, I think that's that's what it would look like mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm only drinking milk and stay on milk when I need to be developing to the next level right. of my understanding. And I almost wonder too, in 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 some small ways, is that even happening a little bit now? You have COVID, people are oppressed, you know. Uh, the masks, yes, no, this way. And of course, the election now, like, in in a little bit of a sense, because I don't feel like the church is being targeted or persecuted in America the way that sometimes we talk. Because um, I feel like if that were to happen, you'd really maybe see it now. But maybe to some extent, could you see that if, if, if I've been drinking milk for the last couple of years, now COVID, now the election, kind of exposes that a little bit and... Again, I think you have a choice like, um, OK, well, then do you want to move on and like kind of start the more mature process or, or do you kind of want to stay where you're at? Um, you know, Pastor Jeff said it, you know, sometimes the Christian walk is hard and and milk This is an analogy. But, yeah, milk seems easier. Sometimes It's it's easier. There's less effort. He talked about, though, you got to stop depending on other people at some point for your growth pick up the fork but but that's hard that's effort and that's why sometimes maybe we got to double check where we're at but i always try to say that i was talking to somebody yesterday too like i always feel like i try to say that hey you know what though this is the christian walk so it's not a it's not a guilt trip it's like look at yourself be honest where you at and th- and that's a christian walk is sometimes i put the fork down Sometimes I'm not feeding myself. Sometimes I'm not allowing God to speak to me. I'm just kind of in the motions. And you know what? That's all right. That's all right. It's what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Now that it's been brought to your attention, now that you realize it's been a period of time, oh, you know what? Dang, I I, I haven't let God speak to me recently. Okay, That's okay. That's okay because that's that's just the tension we're going to have our whole lives. So now what are you going to do? That's what I... So I, I want to let... I wanna ease the pressure that again it's not a guilt trip. Oh, maybe it God spoke to me today, but it wasn't three times today. I'm not Christian enough. Mm, like, mm, all right, <laughs> calm down, it's okay. Right. But you know, so I think of that sometimes, but um you know. Yeah, so I don't mm. know. I don't know if you had any thoughts. On, uh, uh, no, or I, I, I had a question I ahead. could I could ask. ask a question. I just I don't know if you're waiting for me to ask no, it not, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Um you know, when he said that, um at some point you got to stop depending on other people for your growth, pick up the fork. You know, people have said, I've heard people say, You've sure you've heard people say, Oh, I'm not, I'm just not being fed there. You know? Um, yeah. I just would, I was like, you know, what, what would you say in response to somebody? And a lot of times, I, I don't know if people are really in the mood to hear anything back from you when they no, say but, that, but, but no. just for the nature of conversation, what would you say? Oh, I'm just not really being fed. Right, well, I've been going to church. I, you know, they, they, I'm not being fed there.
1: And I would, I mean, Pastor Jeff said it. I don't know if he said it in the, you know, other service, but he was like, yo, sheep feed themselves, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah he, did. <laughs> yeah, he did. I was like, it, yeah. I was like ah, that's a hard fact. Like, so I feel like if you if you're in that place, you're like, "Yo, I'm not just I'm just not being fed. That may be that may be a sign that you are spiritual or inf- in spiritual infancy because you expect somebody to feed you. You know, um, there's a point where you have to feed yourself like, you know um, <laughs> yeah, like I think of a shepherd, a shepherd leads, you know, leads the, 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 the sheep to where the, where the food is, hey, there it is over there, you know, it's in this particular pasture, excuse me, it's the sheep's job to, to really eat the food, and so, um, if you would, if, the, if your pastor says, oh, well, you know what, this passage of scripture, like, you know, is our food for today. And you read this Hebrews passage and you're like, yeah, no, but I just don't feel like I'm getting steak here though. Like you're actually bugging because this whole, passages of filet mignon you yeah. know like, so like <laughs> yeah. you know like if you know and then he moves on from this right <laughs> he
0: talks about melchizedek he's like this is complicated stuff we're about to talk yeah, about yeah. and you may not be ready you're like oh you're, you're not ready is, so are like, there clear answers here no that's the whole reason
1: <laughs> i'm saying this is next level so like, yeah you might be on you might be you might have to check yourself and i think if somebody was having a conversation with me and they were like oh i'm just not being fed here then i would personally probably be like oh wait hold up you're not Are you not eating at home? Like, you know, like, because if you're not eating at home, then you really got issues. Then you like missing like you missing like important meals. Well, right. Um, If you only if
0: you're only physically eating on Sundays after church, I mean, you're going to be that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, That's rough. I I think you can survive, but that's rough.
1: I think we've in the youth ministry before when we've had like parent meetings, we try to make it a point. To emphasize, I'm like, hey, listen, I, what I do here in youth group with your student, your child, your teenager, should really be supplemental to what you're already doing at home with your kid, you know, like, it should be some sort of consistency where, like, if they are, let's say they have an attitude, which is probably, like, a lot, and they come to youth group and they're like, Pastor Jamal, man, my mom tripping, bro, like, you know, my dad's crazy, like, you know, I, you know, should be able to just, say well scripture says this this and this you know they should that these are the fun moments for me it's when they say yeah my dad did say that or (laughs) you know they'll say (laughs) my mom says that all the time so then at that point like i i feel like at that point great we're on the same discipleship track Mm -hmm. me me and mom and dad you know we're on the same discipleship track for this for this kid for this student you know every now and again i'll get a kid that'll be like nah man, that's whack or you know like oh, that's <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. though, like you know like that's yeah, how they yeah. that's how they feel, but even then sometimes they'll be like, man, that's just dumb, you know, and I'll be like, okay, well, you know, get, take it up with the Lord, yeah. you know like, well, that's then, how yeah. I throw you don't to you them. don't want yeah they're like then oh, they're like I mean, I'm not saying it's not right, I just don't like it. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's all right know, that's there just sometimes too, but it's like that's different to me, they're getting. Th- there's a food there's a process of them being fed at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and coming to youth group is like ah oh man that's right this is yeah on the same vein yeah, this yeah. is on track with this this is supplemental to this like like this goes along with what's going on at yeah. home so i feel yeah. like in that same way as an adult it should be the same you know like what pastor jeff is serving up you know should be supplemental to yeah. what's already happening in your heart and your life and like I think it would bring him, you know, incredible joy to know, to have people come up and be like, oh, Pastor Mo, or Pastor Jeff, something you said really spoke to me and like God's been speaking to me about this all week. That would probably send him over the moon. Like oh, he probably would be yeah. like, you great. Like you, you're at home, you know, applying, you know, these things, these truths. Um you know, and na- and uh, this is not really a plug, but like but with the right now media, like, hey, no- <laughs> 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 he's like, yo, shout out. Um, but with the right now media, now you're kind of like, oh, great. Like Pastor Jeb talked about this and then we d- ended up doing like as a family sitting around like a couple of these like videos. And like that was really cool. Like, you know, this brought this to a whole nother level or brought this to a whole nother light. I don't know. I feel like it's a win all all around. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't you can't lose at that point. So. Yeah,
0: a couple things. Yeah, you know, quick shout out to uh, Stephanie Huff, whose group meets on Thursdays, life group, and they do like a summary of the Sunday sermon. And part of it's because uh, I think they're emphasizing the fellowship in her group. Like, hey, let's just let's be a place where we can simply connect. Um, but also, like, I like what she said. She was like, you know, if our pastors are like. Um, they believe this is so important to be preaching this on Sunday and to be teaching our church, this blah, blah, blah. She's like, maybe we should spend some more time on it. Like if that's, if that's what they wanted to preach on. And again, not that every life group needs to change that. That's not what I mean, but just like a shout out in the terms of what we're talking about again, that Sunday and what you experience at church is supplemental to what you're doing. And that's one way to, you know, maybe mix it up. You can do it that way. But Um, even that picture, that's, that's a good picture or analogy. Like how many days are you going to go without eating food? It's more like how many hours, because our whole lives depend on it. We wouldn't go eating one or maybe two times a week. We eat multiple times a day. And there are days where you're busy and you don't eat lunch or you choose not to eat or you're on a diet or, you know, there's different exceptions. Um, but that should translate spiritually then. Like it's not like i need this this is sustenance you know like and, and hey sometimes i was busy this day it, it really came to we were away and, and i didn't get it today but so i'm in tomorrow man like mm-hmm. i i need this um so oh go ahead i was oh, no, gonna no, sorry. say
1: i think too like i found i don't know like recently like maybe the past few years i've just been on a personal journey <clears throat> on a personal journey and i think i shared this to like become better at cooking like different meat right? like, or oh, yeah, and like yeah. growing in that and because of that it made me get better at looking at different cuts of meat and I know this sounds really weird and I am kind of like a you know I'm a I'm a listen man'm I'm a, I'm a healthy dude right I like <laughs> to eat but um gotta try that rouladen uh, uh, maybe maybe yeah, it's you meat and bacon, said dude. meat and bacon and i said goodness <laughs> in rolled up and just okay amazing mother russia go ahead put it <laughs> together um but like i said uh, in my mind though i was like oh man these different like cuts of meat they cook differently they taste different like it like like in different things that you could do with them mm-hmm. and i know this sounds weird but i low-key was like oh it's almost like scripture <laughs> 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 I, I was like you know like if you understand certain things about a passage of scripture it all of a sudden makes this cut come to life differently Mm. so like for me i've been like that that's how i've been approaching some of some of these passages of scripture i'm like all right what's the cultural context here what's going on here who's the audience what's going on like what who's speaking and why like like even in this like me personally like when i thought about this passage of scripture the first thing i thought about was like who is the author writing to writing to bunch of hebrews so the idea that this author would say yo you guys are slow to learn it go that's actually like hits way deep like talk about familiarity they were so familiar quote unquote that they really didn't even see jesus as the messiah so it was kind of like you know like hmm. you know they're like right, but it's like yeah he's he's joseph's son like how could he be like you know and, and because of that, there's so many other things that, that just kind of seemed distant for them, these gaps that made it hard for them to come to an understanding of the fact that this is who Jesus is, which is why the first four chapters of Hebrews, he's like, no, this guy is the guy, here's yeah. why he's yeah, the yeah. guy, here's this, here's that, like, it, you know, I don't know, so I think I got off on a tangent, but just to kind of bring it back, like, the idea is that as you grow in scripture and as you grow in your faith you start to kind of see some of this stuff come to come to light and now you have an appreciation for the meat that's in yeah. Front of you. yeah yeah and you're like oh oh this is because you know n- no disrespect I-, I think i'm gonna you know, make some people upset Uh-oh. but maybe you've been eating well done steaks <laughs> for a good amount of time in your life and God bless you, but when you start to let that bad boy come to you with a little bit of pink in the middle, mm. come on, <laughs> it cha- it really does. You like you know what I'm saying? You're like, man, I really don't got to chew on this like this that much, like you mm-hmm. know. And there's a lot more flavor here, like I, it just changes things.
0: You see, here's where I'm at. My my parents, my dad, he cooked it. Rebecca jokes that one time she came over, she thought my dad was trying to kill her because it was like still alive like it was so rare uh, so i grew up eating it like that like normal like maybe not like super said, super see, rare no no no. you, you like, almost said it i like, grew up
1: eating it normal that's like, what you like, almost said like yeah so,
0: <laughs> i, I grew, grew like you know like that so yeah it was pink and juicy see, so then see, pay attention, i went out we went to a steak place me rebecca and a few other like youth leaders at the time and like she got it well done and i was like i never really had or medium well which is like kind of well done mm-hmm. so i got it that way and i was like oh this is like good i never really like experienced it like this so i kind of i'm kind of on that side now because it's know, been different yeah. but like i hear what you're <laughs> saying and you know what though last time i got it medium it was sorry this is not not related <laughs> no but it just it, uh, whatever i i, I actually said oh no you know where i was i was in uh I think it was in Colombia. No, no, no. I was in Guatemala actually. Ooh. So I was with Fabian and Ken, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Let me get a medium. I got it the way they did, and it was like so pink. It was like so I had to send it back, and then I felt like a jerk. And it was like in the mall too. It was. It wasn't like a restaurant. Restaurant. Was, like, uh, okay. A, I'm like, oh, I mean, see, this is what you just you're safe when you <laughs> get it. <laughs> you get medium. Well, it's usually oh, pretty man. good.
1: Medium. Medium. <sighs> I don't know, bro. You need a little pink in the. I'm just saying, you need a little pink in the middle, and it just it just changes things. But
0: all right, so here let's uh let's wrap up with this. Um, you know, because even actually, I feel like you just touched on it a little bit. Um, yeah. So, Pastor Jeff's four points again: just were slow to learn, dull of hearing, ought to be teachers instead of being taught, milk over meat, and the last one was unskilled in the word. And I mean, we could talk about this too for a while, really. Um, and actually, just. To throw it out there. I love what he said. He, you know, there's a lot of gray in this world. And in verse 14, it says that by constant use, they train themselves to have, um, you know, be able to discern between right and wrong. And, uh, that's so appropriate for today. You know, there's a lot of gray areas. Um, but we could probably just wrap w- with this. You know, he asked when it comes to being unskilled in the world, Bubba, you know, where are you spiritually? Have you progressed recently? And I think about what he said in the beginning. Um, Again, when nothing that is said impacts our lives, it's a dangerous place to be. The Bible, it should be speaking to me. It it should be messing with me on a somewhat consistent basis. It it should be speaking to me, or I should be allowing God to speak to me. And so I just thought maybe this may be nice. Um, And if you want to talk about the gray area stuff, we can still, but uh, thought maybe like, You know, is there an area recently, Pastor Jamal, and I'll I'll share myself as well, um, has there been something that God has spoken to you lately on a personal level, you know, just through God's word or something, like, just to share as encouragement, you know, when we're asking this question, have I grown, have I progressed, have I allowed God to speak to me here, I don't want to be at that place where I'm not growing, I'm not speaking, is there something that, uh, you know, kind of recently you felt God's dropped into your heart, or wow that really meant a lot to me or um you know any anything like that
1: yeah it <coughs> there was something that kind of uh
0: in recent
1: was having some conversation with some friends about um things in the bible actually shout out to greg trotty greg trotty was actually there when the conversation was happening but um uh and andy lynn too um sorry i'm like burping up here sorry (laughs) Um, but we were talking about Jesus and specifically him being our high priest not just metaphorically but in regards to Jewish culture legitimately Um, and uh, there's uh, I guess a couple different uh, references to the idea that during the time of Jesus you have um, uh, a high priest who is you know recognized by the people. Um, and then you had a high priest who was appointed by Roman government. And then so you have these, almost these two uh, schools or two groups of people, you know, who disagreed on who was the high priest at the time. And um, you have people who followed, uh, one group and one, somebody who followed or people who followed another group and how basically the lineage, I, w- I won't get into too much of the details. Cause obviously it's, it's a little bit of a lot to unpack and I don't want to hog the time, but it gets down to the fact that because of, um, John the Baptist's relation, you know, to his father, who was high priest at the time, um, that John the Baptist was seen as the people's champ, so to speak, or, you know, the people's high priest and the legitimate high priest and which would explain why so many people would go out into the desert to see him. Yeah. Um, they would see him because they saw him as the high priest. And so Which is really uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, which is, you know, kind of a big deal. And then um it's also known in scripture that John the Baptist and Jesus are related, they're cousins. And so um it would seem that with John the Baptist being beheaded, his his passing now gave way uh to uh someone else to be the high priest and because usually this particular thing is kind of a lineage type of deal it would fall to the next person in line which would have been jesus so n- not only is jesus considered a high priest in regards to um our faith you know uh metaphorically but then he's also um legitimately considered the high priest uh by lineage and so i thought that was really dope and it like hit me i was like what like sent me in like a doozy But it impacted me in the sense that it just made me very grateful that our God is a God of completion. Mm. You know, he's a God who sees the work through completely into the most minute of details that like from top to bottom, it is a complete finished work. And so that just made me super grateful and was having a conversation with someone else. And that came up, and I just kind of was like, "You know what, man? This is the God that we serve. He is a God of completion. He leaves no loose ends, you know, like he yeah. has it covered like sometimes we think to ourselves like, "Oh God, do you got me? like do you have me covered um And he really does have it covered from top to bottom, so that's just I don't know that spoke to me recently,
0: yeah, that's really good, that's really good to hear and and so reassuring like you said yeah god he does have us covered from top to bottom it's beautiful and what mm-hmm. we were saying earlier you, you were like well it's a little bit of a bible nerd thing but uh but that's the whole thing is is it is a way to love god intellectually but then it did impact like your heart in that way like it seeing yeah god's faithfulness and what that means for you as well i, I think that's really cool mm-hmm. Yeah, for myself, I was telling you before, I guess, just when I think of, you know, I'm reading the Bible, but was there something that impacted me lately? I guess one of the ones maybe would be, and uh, I just read through the Gospel of Matthew, and um, again, sometimes like you read, and I'm like, oh yeah, I read it today, but, but this is one that I was a little like, oh yeah, this is cool. But just um, in Matthew 13, Jesus talked about, is it, well, he says, Ever, therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. And I read in a couple of translations too, like talking about kind of if you're a scribe, you're a teacher of God's word. And so I felt like, uh, I don't know, it just spoke to me personally, I guess. Like I felt like um, he said, yeah, you're like the head of a household who brings out treasure things new and old so god's word is is that treasure Mm -hmm. and it's in my house like it's mine and and i read from it and then i bring out things new and old new new treasures like look at this did you know this like Mm and i think you know when it comes to this then like applying it to today here's here's how the bible makes sense for exactly what we're dealing with right now (laughs) an election social injustice Mm -hmm. uh racism like we need to bring the bible and perhaps what may you can say like a new way, but not only new, but also in old ways uh, it brings treasures out, both new and old. Mm-hmm. And I've shared with you several times, Pastor Jamal, we've talked about it. Like there's sometimes I feel attention in preaching that a lot of times there needs to be this like Epic reveal or this big convincing moment. And I'm like, like sometimes I struggle cause I'm like, where is it in the sermon? Where's like the super, well, magic trick moment, and and you've helped me with that. Like, hey, we don't always have to do that. And I felt like that's that's what this passage was saying, too. Like, I don't have to manufacture this um, amazing new truth every time. Sometimes it's like, this is what God's Word says. I know some of you have heard this before. I don't, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't this matter. It's still the treasure of God's Word. And, and I um,
1: think, yeah, so just to kind of reinforce that is – you have people who are sports nuts who build shrines to their sports teams in their house all the time and their kids will grow up having heard different stories about the different things that their parents or their, you know, mainly their dad has in <laughs> this like sports shrine, you know, and whether it's new or whether it's old, you know, they'll still bring it out. But if they bring it out enough times, the kids start to catch up, catch on it, catch. Yeah. They start to catch onto it and then the kids start to tell you oh well this is this and this and this and this and this and it's like all right great you walk into this guy's house he's a yankee fan he's like oh here's a home run ball from from judge like you know back in you know postseason you know 2019 like epic we were there it was crazy It was you know stadium was rocking you know that's crazy that's dope that's a new treasure then he goes oh uh, and then here's my grandfather's mitt that he caught a home run ball from you know so and so so and so from back in the day like and it's like so that's an old treasure, you know, but it hasn't lost its value. Yeah. And, and and for that kid, it may even have greater value. Like, it may be like, yo, this one has stood the test of time over and over. And, like, the person who's built that shrine is never not going to tr- – they're going to treat each one of those treasures like they're brand new. Yeah. The old one and the new one. Yeah. And they're going to talk you, – you're a guest in their home. Hey, let me take you here and let me show you. Yeah. As the head of the household, let me show you this. Let me, you know, make these things, you know – come to life for you yeah. as they have come to life for me and if they're sharing it with a fellow yankee fan yeah that yankee fan is gonna be like oh my gosh yeah, like dude. that's incredible yeah. like are you crazy like then that fan's gonna go tell another fan bro i was at this guy's house he's got this he's got this and i think in that regards i'm trying to use that to kind of bridge back to what you're saying yeah as spiritual heads of our household we should have that same energy yeah. like hey man you know that God provides? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know that God provides. Man, dude, let me talk to you about how God has provided for my life almost the same way that God, you know, like like provided for the Israelites while they were in the wilderness. Yeah. Let me talk to you about how God provided for my life in the same way that he provided uh, for Abraham, you know, as he's walking up the mountain with his son, Isaac, yeah. to, to give a sacrifice. So, like, I think that those things – correlate in that regards and i think that that passage of scripture what you just quote what you just you know read from was yeah i agree with that i think that that is our role yeah as spiritual heads of the household you know that's our role
0: yeah yeah it is yeah that's that's. Uh, so i wrote that in my bible i was like that's it's my job you know as a pastor and yeah just just an example for both of us you know a time that uh Recently, God, you know, felt like kind of dropped something in our heart or allowed the Bible to speak to us. And if you're listening, you know, absolutely the same is true for you, too. And <clears throat> again, so nothing about a guilt trip here. Hopefully it um, feels encouraging and inspiring for you. Like, hey, wherever you may be at with devotions or God speaking to you or any of these things. Pastor Jeff talked about, hey, so maybe today, maybe let me take some time today. Let me ask God if let me read his word. Let me ask him to speak to me. You know, whatever. Um that's that's available for you so no
1: and i <clears throat> i agree and i think too like it's important i think you know pastor you mentioned too uh, that pastor jeff brought up the fact that there's so much gray in the world if you don't have those old treasures in the treasury yeah you won't be able to distinguish you know the gray from the world that's you right. know like you won't be able to distinguish the gray within christianity yeah. you know like if you're not pulling those old treasures you know out like the irony I'm just going to say it, and then I'm going to kind of step away, and <laughs> I'll set the fire and walk out. But, like, the irony is when we read the passage of Scripture where uh, the Israelites are creating a golden calf and Moses is up the mountain, you know, I always love reading that because there's one verse that always reminds me, oh, yeah, I would have been making the golden calf right <laughs> along with them. Yeah. It's the verse where they said it says, Moses went up the mountain, but it had taken him a little bit to come back down and return. It's always in that moment where you're like, like it's this moment where they want to hear from God, but God hasn't immediately given a response that we default to our heart idols. Mm. It's it's like almost like that's what you do. It's your human nature. You're yeah. like, wait, hold up. Where's God with this? Oh, he hasn't spoken. All right. I'm going to take matters into my own hands and you create some type of golden calf and it could be whatever like you would say to yourself you were like i would never make a golden calf but people make golden calves all, all the time that time we, we, yeah we do it out of out of
0: whatever well i think like he's sending me messages because i've been seeing this number everywhere recently about but like yeah you could you're you're making the t- up the difference for i haven't heard the answer yet so i all the time
1: we do it and and <laughs> i don't know like i just feel like when you look at that old treasure right like this is a story that you know we, we've heard maybe multiple times but we still end up making golden calves even today so like i feel like you know whatever gray area whatever i don't know whatever gray area you want to whatever gray area i'm just going to leave it there yeah <laughs> you can we just have to be i'm trying to be careful <laughs> I'm trying to be careful about the fact that we need to be careful. We need to be careful, man, that we're not making these idols out of things that were never supposed to be idols, yeah. that we're not, you know, and then trying to like tell other Christians, oh, you're a bad Christian because you don't dot, 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 dot. Like, well, yeah.
0: So, no, here's an example. Yeah. I was We're, talking we're to... getting in it. Uh-oh. Well, no, no, no. I, I, just to what you're saying, I was talking to somebody. They went to this Catholic church recently, and um, you know what? I'm not going to try to remember the name of the saint it was a patron saint it was like their day Mm -hmm. um i'm not gonna remember who it is off the top of my head but um so this saint they were celebrating them in the service and like uh this was an item like a relic of his and like he actually healed someone with this and this whole thing and they they were very much like this is like worship you know i was uncomfortable like i can't believe what's wrong with the catholics you know and I obviously am in agreement with their sentiments and, and this is over the top and everything. um, and, and, you know, we kind of the way that we venerate. So like we don't do that and everything, of course. But I just was like, let me just push back and challenge you a little bit. I'm like, where could somebody come to our church and say the same thing? Do you think that there are certain areas? And then I actually, yeah, it's like, it's hard now to look that way. And again, you're not trying to step on toes, but it's very easy for me to point that out in another group that I don't feel part of, well, they just do that. Where do I do it now? Where have I created some idols, some golden calves? What are some things that we worship um, in our evangelical circles or even possibly our own church? What are some things that are golden calves? Like, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's a bad thing, but we need to be careful. Or, yeah, what are some of these gray areas as Christians that we're like, well, that's okay, or that's not a big deal. Well, we'll, de- we'll just let that... We, we have those areas, and, and again, by being mature in God's Word, skilled in God's Word, allowing, uh, knowing it, simply knowing it, intellectually retaining it, like we said, but also allowing God to speak to me through it. It's not just a textbook, or like you said, you can use it as a sword or a scalpel. Becoming skilled in it, that's going to help us, all of us, you know, um, to discern those gray areas in our culture, but even in our church and in Christian culture, you know, yeah, I agree so all right man yeah it's been uh it's been fun good discussion um, you know you did bring up baseball that was a great analogy, and unfortunately, the Yankees are out. It was sad it was all the way down to the last out, but Tampa Bay beat them. But here's the funny thing is I think Tampa Bay beat them, but I think I'm going to be rooting for Tampa Bay now because they're facing the Houston Astros, which mm. everybody hates them now. Everybody I hate Everybody hates them. the Astros. And I'm like, I really would love to. Oh, and actually I found out Tampa Bay is one of only six MLB teams that have never won the World Series. So I'm like, you know they're what? They're the underdog. They go all the way. Like, first of all, now you lost to the World Series team, so it's not like you lost to, like, the fourth seed. Like, you lost to the World Series team. All right, they, they went on to win. They've never won. So, all right, hey, go ahead. And, dude, stop on those Astros. Speak mm, yeah. <laughs> the Astros for me, please.
1: Yeah, man. nobody, so, Nobody's uh, Yeah, nobody's checking for the Astros right now. They're definitely... But the irony would be if the Astros won again. I know. That's what people are that saying. That would be... Don't. And, whoa, dude, they didn't even have fair. a winning
0: record, though, like, this year. because mm-hmm. But they expanded the playoffs, blah, blah. So they kind of, like, snuck in. So mm-hmm. people were already mad about it. Dude, they can't. They can't. If they won again, oh my god! Yeah, man.
1: If they win again, then people gonna have to you gonna have to respect them. You I don't to know. No, you have to give it to them. No, to they, it to them. Oh my Because then gosh. they won. Because they won. They won in a but like in a COVID culture, and it's like you know they did it. I guess quote unquote the righter way. <laughs> the writer oh gosh, way. I, just, but, I don't
0: even have any words. So you got to, no, you, you can to Put some respect on their names, and
1: then you know, and then I, and then last night too was the uh, NBA finals wrapped up. oh wait for the heat but uh they ended up losing to the los angeles lakers and in reality man the the heat just on paper were not they were not stacked up uh to 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 really challenge the lakers like that but they gave them they gave them a couple good games man i mean they really jimmy butler really showed you know he could be a leader which was pretty cool and uh but you know what? Shout out to LeBron James, man. Four NBA championships, four NBA yeah. finals, MVPs. He's the, he's the man. He's the he's, GOAT. He's you got you to you respect him, man. He's, got, yeah. he's the one wearing the crown, King James.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been great, and we'll see you next time on the podcast.